Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. One, two, what are we going to do? We're going to pod right now. Let's go. Oh, you already record. All right, what's up? <laughs> we're excited that you're here. The red button is on. All right, so we're going to have a really honest, and she's not going to breathe that way the whole time. I just ran up the stairs. Um, so, okay. <laughs> we're going to scroll. Okay, we're really excited to have you guys here because we're going to have a real honest, raw conversation about just like how we got to the stage in our career and like how much it sucks sometimes when you're figuring it out. And maybe you are someone who just like has this gut feeling that's like deep in your gut of like, I know I want to do something impactful. I know I want to, maybe it's podcast or you want to start a business or you just want to live a life that feels really aligned to you. Mm -hmm. And we want to just give you the permission slip that you don't need from us. But sometimes it's helpful to get that reminder to like get out of your own damn way and go. Yeah. So Let's talk about, because we have really different stories of how we got here. And I think it's a good reminder that like the path that you take towards getting here, it looks different for everyone. So like give them kind of like your backstory of how you got into the space that you're in now. Yeah. I love that because on Instagram, it's so easy to scroll and compare and to think that, okay, this is how Susie did it. So I need to do it that way. Or this is how Keisha did it. So I need to do it that way. And your story is going to look completely different than mine. And it's going to look completely different than Keisha's. And that's the way it's supposed to be because this is your life and that's what makes it so beautiful. So know that wherever you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. And I, this wasn't the plan. Okay. I was going to be a weather girl. (laughs) I don't know shit about the weather. I don't know. I don't know science, you know, but I was going to be a weather girl or a newscaster and then realize that that's not what I wanted to do with my life. But I was blogging in college because I was bored and I saw something on Facebook about you can make money if you blog. And I didn't want to go to class and I knew that I was super unemployable. So at 19 years old, I started a health and wellness blog in my dorm room. My roommate laughed and said, nobody reads blogs. Blogs don't make money. What are you going to do with that? And I was a personal trainer on campus. I was studying nutrition and I just started sharing my thoughts and my experiences with women. And I was obsessed with health and nutrition. So I would share I'm I'm laughing because I, <laughs> I I remember my first few emails and blogs were like push-ups and burpees, why you need to do them this week to get <laughs> ripped. Like it was very very hardcore fitness at the time. It was, you know, me sharing my experience doing bikini shows and fitness modeling and eating chicken every 2 hours and my <laughs> my chicken breast and my broccoli and I was really into that. And so I had no idea that by staying consistent and sharing my wellness tips with people that eventually it it would build this thing called a brand, Mm -hmm. which then gave me the optionality now to play in a a few different spaces, such as physical products, live events, podcasting courses, affiliate marketing, speaking, I'm writing a book. I I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't ever think that would happen. It just, it happened because I built a brand, which is why I'm so passionate on creating content, putting yourself out there, starting messy. So yeah, for me, it started in college. And when I dropped out, 
the blog was making like 30, 40 bucks here and there. I mean, I got like a granola sponsor, somebody to send me some free granola <laughs> and 20 bucks. And I was like, oh my God, I'm granola. <laughs> I was like, mom, I've made it. I got my first sponsor. They gave me 40 bucks. Like I'm fine. Honestly, you don't have to worry about me. I know you're worried because I'm in a hundred thousand dollars of debt and I just quit college, but don't worry about me. And she's like, oh, Angie, I remember that phone call. She's like, you know what? You've always figured things out in life. I'm not worried about you. And I love that. I mean, she always gave me that permission to just fly and be free and to figure it out. So I worked a few side jobs to build this brand and I chose to work these side jobs so I could preserve as much energy as possible to come home and create content. So I was a nanny, a personal assistant, a personal trainer. I did meal prep. Oh my gosh. I did the most random odd jobs just to pay my bills, pay for food, pay for rent. And then any extra time I had, I didn't really have a huge social life. Yeah, (laughs) I was creating content on the weekends, after work, early in the morning, because I had this vision that if I stay consistent and I build this community and I pour my heart and soul into this because I love creating, I just love being creative. I love sharing that maybe one day I'll be able to sell them something. And again, I was super patient, so I didn't sell them right away, but I knew that if I was patient enough, I could get to the point where I would have the optionality to to sell. So then it transitioned into so then I started selling ebooks and coaching courses. And then the coaching courses turned into not just health coaching, but then how did I build this online health coaching brand? So it's all it's, evolution. It's, yeah, it's yeah. all evolution. And it's really funny that it all started from me just pressing posts on a blog and me sharing my thoughts on the internet at 19 years old. And now at 31, I've created this job and this life all because I just kept saying yes to something that was a little crazy and a little different. And I, I, but it felt aligned at the time, which I think is really important for people to hear too, is like, you didn't expect that it was going to come to this point, but you said yes to what felt like was right at the time and didn't attach so much that it had to be for forever. Right. Cause how often do people get stuck where they're like, well, if I decide this, then I have to do it for forever. And there's so much resistance that resistance that comes up for that in general, where it's like, well, no, you're going to do this because you're going to take action, which is going to help you build confidence. And then it's going to give you clarity. You either love that thing and it works or you love that thing and it doesn't work and you're willing to keep you know, iterating until it does work or you don't like that thing. And then you move on to the next thing. And at least you knew that you gave it a shot, right? Yeah. How would you know if you liked blogging until you blog? Right. How are you going to know what you can sell if you can sell an ebook or you can, you know, do whatever, all of the other different things that you've done along the way, unless you took action. And I think a lot of people sit and wait until yeah. they've got this picture perfect plan of what, what it's going to look like in a yeah. year and three years and five years. Oh, I want to be at this stage in my career. Well, like look at all the twists and turns and pivots and like detours along the way yeah. to getting here, you know? Yeah. You just won't know what you like until you're there. And I really believe that we're here to experiment. I think that's part of mm-hmm. the human experience is it's a game and we're meant to try a bunch of different things. I don't think we have one purpose. Right now I could say it's podcaster, speaker, influencer, flight marketer, founder, entrepreneur, all these titles, but that's going to transition into a mom and, and I'm going to have different purposes in my yeah. life. And when you give yourself that grace, you give yourself the flexibility and the courage to try and you give yourself this, this confidence that no matter what you do, you'll figure it out. And nothing is permanent other than death and taxes, you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> nothing <laughs> is for sure, you know? So yeah. you're fine. You got this. So yeah, it's interesting. From that, I did events and podcasting and started a wellness brand with my brother. And it's it's really expanded into all these different things, all because at every step I said, you know what? I'm going to go all in on this. I'm going to give it my best. I'm not going to be perfect, but I am going to show up. I'm going to try this, see if it works, see if I like it, and then adjust. Mm-hmm. And when you give yourself that flexibility, beautiful things happen. So you have to first decide if you are somebody who likes to burn the boats, you have two different people. Yep. Burn the boaters. That's me. I'm like, pull it out under, pull, you know, burn the boat. <laughs> Let me just jump in the water and yep. figure it out. And then there's some people who do thrive on a little bit more security. Mm-hmm. And so for you, figure out which one you are. For some people, it's quitting your nine to five job on Monday, telling your boss to <laughs> yeah, well, screw it, <laughs> to fudge, fudge off. And then you want to create this incredible new business. And then for some people, it's this slow transition of working some side jobs while you're building it. So I was kind of in the middle. I was like, okay, I want enough to pay my bills and to pay for food, but I don't want so much that I don't have that fire on me, under me to get yeah. shit done. Yeah. And so it's, it's that beautiful dance. You have to figure out how you work best. And in full transparency, guys, I was 19 to 24 when I was really hustling. I didn't have kids. I didn't have yeah. a house. I did have $100,000 in debt. That sucked. And I had to pay that off. But I didn't have a huge family to take care of. So I do understand right now, if you're listening to this and you do have kids and a family and a roof over your head that you are, are paying for. I mean, it, it's a little different when you have kids. Yeah. I think it's a little different when you have a family. Or it's, so. or it's different depending upon your circumstances, right? Yeah. Cause like, I think, so it's, it's asking yourself like, how comfortable am I with the risk? And mm. I'm actually someone who's really comfortable with risk, like you too, Ange. But for me in the situation, when I first started building my brand, I started, I was working in the corporate world at Google in downtown New York city. And my now fiance was going to dental school and I was responsible for financially providing for both of us. So we didn't have any kids, but definitely had the pressure of wow. finances And, um, I started in network marketing, which was a complete side hustle thing. And I think a lot of people can connect with this. If maybe you're familiar with network marketing or maybe you're in network marketing of, I literally started on the side as another stream of fulfillment, actually not even really as another stream of income. I just got to this point in my career where I was like, everything is good. Like I did go to college and I graduated and I got the job and I work at this amazing company. I mean, Google is an amazing company to work for. Like I did all of these things, but like, I just don't feel like I'm as fulfilled as I thought that I would be by doing this like Mm. checklist type of thing. Even though internally I always knew I had this like entrepreneurial bug and like my parents are not surprised at all by like what I've done now. But it's really interesting if you right now listening to this are in this place where like, it feels like everything is good. And you've done all of these things, but you still have that gut feeling that you want to do something else. You can start something on the side and you can start to build that opportunity for future you by saying yes to starting something in the cracks of your life. It doesn't have to be quit college or it doesn't have to be quit your job and do multiple side jobs. Maybe you're in a situation where you keep that full-time corporate job because it's steady and you can take care of it while starting to just bust your butt on that side thing that has a lot of fulfillment to you. If you have the goal of eventually it being your full-time job. And for me, it was network marketing, which kind of took me down this path. And then from there, that became a full-time income for me about a year and a half, a little less than a year and a half after I started. And then from that, I was like, you know, 
worked with that for a couple of years. And then I got this feeling again where I was like, I want to do other things. Like I'm passionate about other things. And it was starting a podcast and starting to build that and understanding how important it was to build a personal brand. And so for those of you that maybe are in network marketing and you're thinking about how to differentiate yourself, like adding another stream of something that can help you build that personal brand to give you more options. And I mean, Angie, you and I can both attest is that podcasting for both of us have given us so many more options that are just like starting doors that are, we could have never imagined would open from being brave enough to start something without attaching to it, having to be at a certain place at a certain time Mm. to feel like it was successful. Yeah. So it's like, if you are in a situation where you're like, okay, well I love, I'm inspired by Angie, by your story, but maybe you're in a situation where like I was in where you're like, I, I, I'm not quitting this job right now but I can do something else on the side. Are you taking enough action to set up yourself for future you and the things that you want to do? Or are you just staying stuck and saying that you're just trapped? I don't have time to do this. Like, oh, I wish I did. I wish I had that opportunity that I could leave, but I've got this house and I've got this stuff. You can still do this on the side. You can still add that stream of fulfillment and another stream of income and start to build a personal brand. You can do it in the cracks. So don't tell yourself this BS story that you can't regardless of your circumstance. Because if that dream is in you that you want to impact people in some way, you are not going to be able to figure it out until you take one step in the right direction and then just keep taking the next best step. Celebrating along the way, but also like understanding that you're going to get more clarity when you figure out what's right and what's not right. Yeah. And it's interesting. I intentionally... I intentionally chose jobs that weren't as energy intensive. So I do think it's actually more difficult to work at a job where you are building somebody else's dream and you are nine to five and it's very energy rich and you're having to be super focused and you're at Google and it's an intense environment and there's a lot of pressure. I chose jobs that were not very intensive on the brain, I should say, at least for me. Yep. So I could save that energy to then go create content. So if you're listening to this, there's no shame if you're like, Hey, I'm a bartender at night. So then during the day I could Hell start yeah. my YouTube channel or Hell yeah. I'm a nanny so then I can start the network marketing company or create content. I actually think that's really smart. Again, yep. figure out financially what you need to make in order to pay your bills, feel safe enough to take the risk, but not so safe. Yeah, that you don't have fire under your butt. Yeah, you need that fire under your butt. So it's that it's that beautiful dance of you need a little bit of uncertainty to get stuff done, but you don't need so much that you're in so much anxiety yeah. every day yep. that you can't even feed yourself or pay yep. your rent. So I literally figured out the math and I'm like, okay, if I work these three side jobs, that will pay for my rent, my food. I, I've got, you know, a little bit extra for whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, gosh, at the time I was 22, so I don't even know what it was. I didn't drink and party. So it probably was like Whole Foods, right? Because I'm a dork and I loved Whole Foods salmon. So <laughs> And mine would have been like Burnett's vodka. Yeah. yeah. I was mine at. was salmon. <laughs> yours was vodka. You know, mine was my supplements. I was like, ooh, fish oil. So <laughs> I'm, I'm such a dork. So I figured out that math. I got out a piece of paper at 21 years old. I called my parents and I was like, listen, I'm going to work these jobs in yep. order to pay my friggin' rent. And I figured out how much I would need extra a month to start paying off this $100,000 of college debt, these classes I never friggin' went to. No, I'm not bitter about it still. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, any of that, and then, and then in any of my free time, and then I uh, dedicated all of my extra free time to creating content, videos and posts and blogs. And I was building my Instagram and I just 
went all in and I loved it. And it's easy to go all in when you love something. It's crazy. But when you believe in yourself and you have that intuition of this is going to work and I'm going to make it work no matter what, but along the way I need to be open to detours and messiness and imperfections and give myself grace. I love that word. Give yourself grace. Then you can't lose. And and you're you going to change lose. your mind too. That's the thing that I think is so important for everyone to remember. Is I like, never change my mind. As, <laughs> literally, every, talk, like, every day we're every like, week. okay, we're going to do this. No, we're going to yeah. do this. No, no, okay. Every Squirrel. week, Keisha and I are like, hey, what's your business idea this week? Okay, okay. cool. Wait, no, and then I'm like, oh, wait, no, I changed my mind. I'm not doing that. Okay. Um, it's great. But, it's great. I, so let's You're tell, brave enough to dream. That's really for beautiful. Sure, which yeah. is so important. Some like, people can't even do that, dude. Yeah. Some people don't even have the courage to tell their friend, hey, I have an idea for something. Yeah. Because they think it's crazy or silly. Yeah. At least we allow ourselves to get it out of our system. For sure. Even if it's crazy and stupid, whatever. I'd rather have a hundred stupid ideas than have none. Yeah. <laughs> or have, a, and at least just get to have the fun that comes with dreaming big yeah. in general, right? Even yeah. if you do change your mind. Yeah. Okay. Let's tell them like how shitty it is though. When it's like, <laughs> when you're, when you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to try this crap. This didn't work. Now I have to, and oh, like now I'm in this like weird, like, gray space in between. Cause I know for me, when I'm making a decision of like something that I want to do, I can get hyped and excited about the idea. And then I go to implement it and I'm like, Ugh, is this the right thing that I should be doing? And then I'm like, Oh, this like, does this feel right? And then it's a lot of like ugly cries where you're on your bathroom floor and your snot and your mascara is getting together in your mouth and you're like squeezing off your blue blockers. And you're like, yeah, I suck. All of that. That is not fun, but it's so real. And we, and I think a lot of times because both you and I are like very, anyone that's connected with us on social media, we're like happy go lucky. We're really excited, energized, the little bunnies, but we also both have times where it's just really hard yeah, and it sucks sometimes and you are doubting yourself and you're like, how the hell did I even get here? Like, can I go further? What's that going to look like? What's going to feel aligned? So talk about that. Like, like when it feels shitty, cause like, I mean, you're going through a lot of changes, like even you moving from San Diego to Texas and trying to figure out the direction of your brand. Like, how is that feeling for you to the woman that's listening to this? That's like, okay, I'm, I've been doing something for a while, but now I want to change and I want to poop my pants and, and you know, I agree. We've, did, yeah. So. Okay. We've done yeah. that. So here we are. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it. <sighs> yeah. It's like, how do you, how do you put it into words? It's interesting. You really have to give yourself, like I said, a lot of grace in this process because I didn't, I didn't think it would feel this way because you assume that entrepreneurship feels you assume that entrepreneurship is going to be really, really easy because that's how it's portrayed, yeah. right? It's portrayed that it's going to feel really fun and you're going to make a ton of money and then have a Lamborghini and then you're <laughs> just going to be able to run ads to other people buying their own Lamborghini and then it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's an interesting journey because it's constantly evolving and it's this massive game of self-awareness and it's me constantly coming back home to my truth because I think I always know the answer. Yeah. It's just me allowing outside distractions or other people or these limiting beliefs to change that, that clarity. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of it's always me making a full circle back to myself and coming home to myself and realizing that I do know the answer and maybe I'm just making it more difficult than it needs to be. Mm, Or maybe it's exactly what I wanted in the beginning, but I got lost along the way. So it's funny. It's like, I started all of this because I wanted to inspire women with health and wellness. And it was very personal development based. And then I transitioned into marketing coaching and marketing consulting and the podcast became very businessy. And it's funny that now, 11 years later, it's coming full circle back to personal development and wellness because that's what 
that's where I started and that's really where my heart is. And so I think that's really beautiful. And it's just a little scary right now because I just moved. So I'm feeling all of these transitions and then had a business idea that I'm putting on pause. So it does feel a little crazy right now. And Mm -hmm. I have this book that I'm going to finish. So when you're multi-passionate, it can feel really heavy, but you have to always come back to gratitude. As cheesy as that is, I know it's like, but it's, it's true. I was telling you today on our walk, I'm like, man, we are so lucky. This is such a privilege. This is so beautiful to be able to have the opportunity to even use my voice to help people. And I think that we're just these vessels for communication. So as cheesy as it is, I always go back to God, source, universe, whatever you guys believe in. I think it's so healthy to connect to something bigger than yourself because I do believe in a way I'm here to do this and I've made the decision to do this, but something bigger than me told me you're going to do this and you're going to help people. And I got that calling when I was really young. It was a very clear calling. And so not trying to get all Kanye West weird on you guys. I mean, (laughs) I I freaking love him, but he talks a lot about this. The greatest artists and creatives in the world are connected to something bigger than themselves because it's hard. And there are days where you want to quit and working for yourself, it can feel really heavy. I, I, I mean, who, who pays me? Myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who pays me? Myself. And so I don't have a specific income every two weeks and I don't have that security, even though let's be honest, that's a totally different episode, but yeah. corporate isn't even really security yeah, anymore. Yeah, so yeah. nothing is secure. Yay. <laughs> you have to find your own internal safety. So I'm used to it now after 11 years of working for myself. I don't really know any other feeling, but I do believe that you have to connect to something bigger and realize that if you have that nudge, I call them the butterflies. If you're feeling that, I think it's there for a reason, whether it's for you to explore it to then learn a lesson because there is no failure or it's for you to explore it because it's meant for you. So everything is meant for you. If everything is meant for you, then nothing, nothing is a mistake. And then it's, (laughs) and then if it's meant for you, then every single struggle that you might be running into right now or the resistance that you're feeling, you've got to make sure that you're not telling yourself that the resistance means that you're not supposed to go down that path, but instead the the resistance is teaching you something so that you can handle that next level. So that it doesn't just combust when you get there. Like you need to learn what you're learning. And that's why I'm reminding myself every time that I feel like I'm stuck in something. I'm like, okay, I am supposed to grow through this. I am supposed to learn something. It doesn't mean it doesn't suck because it absolutely does suck when you're in it. But I guarantee you, you know, to the woman listening to this, like you can think back in a time in your life when you're like, I wish so badly that that didn't work out the way that it did. But when you look back in hindsight, you're like, holy crap, that, that built me, that gave me character. You don't get grit and resilience when everything's rainbows, butterflies and happy little unicorns coming out of your butt. Like you don't get that. So it's like those times that it is tough and you push through anyways, that's what makes it so fulfilling, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know why I'm saying I feel (laughs) this, this is my truth, but the world really favors the bold. I believe this with everything in my body. You know, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I have ADD. I have ADHD. School was very difficult for me. If I got a D, I was lucky. I mean, the traditional educational system is not made for the super ultra creative think outside the box ADD child. It was very, it was very painful. I always felt like I was stupid. I always felt like there was something wrong with me. I always felt like I wasn't like the other kids. So realize that at a young age, I had to realize that the only way to be successful or to achieve something was to raise my hand and go first and was to be brave enough to try the thing. And so I think that's why my whole message is coming back to ready as a lie, because I truly believe that even if you aren't the smartest, prettiest, whatever is person, the most qualified, the most yeah. certified, triple master, whatever, it, it doesn't matter because you could have all of the knowledge in the world, but if you don't take action or raise your hand or, or try the thing, 
you're, you're not going to have success anyway. And so I always go back to the world favors the bold and it's, it's made for the bold, whether you like that or not. So I just think if you know that, if if you know that secret, this game gets easier. And so Mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's about having enough courage to embarrass yourself too. Like putting on an event is super vulnerable. Starting a podcast yeah. is super vulnerable. You guys are listening to us right now. You're judging us, right? You're yeah, a human. Yeah. You're judging us. Maybe we made a weird sound. Maybe we said something <laughs> you didn't like. Maybe we offended you. I mean, there's so much to be afraid of when you put yourself out there. I feel naked every single day of my life with my job, but I know with that comes so much beauty and and so much gosh, I mean, it, it's such a gift to be able to help people. So I do think it's this balance of knowing that the world favors the bold. So you have to try. And then also on the other side of that is so much beauty, but it, it, it takes courage. And it's also it's reminding courage. yourself too, that even if maybe your path was, you did, you, you didn't have the same story as Angie, right? Like yeah. maybe you did well in school and maybe yeah. you did go, I mean, Cena just left dentistry, right? Yeah. Like maybe you did go down that path at any given point in time if it doesn't feel aligned anymore, it, I think it's just like you're gifted that uncomfortable feeling that's telling you to make yeah. a move because you're supposed to go do something with that. That's literally a gift in you. And then your gift yeah. back to the world, right, is actually doing that and is actually putting it out into the... And so it's like making sure that the stories that you're telling yourself of like, oh, I should be grateful for this job because other people are worse off than me. Or I should be mm. grateful that I got here. Or I went to school for this amount of time to do this. So I need to stay on this path. That's BS. Yeah. Because now as a constantly evolving person, which anyone listening to this podcast, like you are a con- every person's constantly evolving, but especially when you're obsessed with personal growth podcast, like you love the evolution. You're trying to grow and get more alignment and get more self-awareness, which means you're going to discover that there might be parts of your life that you need to call yourself out on and make a change in order to start moving in a direction that feels like it's more congruent to where you want to be in the future. So no matter what the story was of your upbringing or the stories that you've told yourself up to this point, it's up to you to write a new story. And like, Angie, you know, just said like, Yes, be bold and be brave. And that might look like saying this no longer feels right to me anymore. That might be your bold first move is just to say this is not aligned and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Yeah. And I love what you just said about Cena doing well in school because conversely, it's also difficult if you were the straight A student and then you got the fancy schmancy job. Yeah. And God forbid you want to leave it. Yeah. Because and it's everyone's not in clapping alignment. for you and you're like, I don't want this yep. anymore. Right. Yep. So it's hard for either, whether you were like me and yep. you got D's and you're like, what, what, what job is there out there for me? Yep. I'm going to have to create my own. Yeah. And everybody, I mean, they were telling my parents, Hey, she, she's not doing well in school. There must be something yeah. wrong with her. And my mom's like, no, she's very intelligent. She has high EQ. Yeah. She just doesn't want to <laughs> listen to this stupid yeah, yeah. movie or this stupid thing in class, right? So it's it's interesting because I think that's difficult and then it's also difficult to There's be always super be smart because then your family's like, why aren't you being, and, a, why aren't you a dentist? And then it's different right? if you're in the middle of that because yeah. then you're like, oh my gosh, well, I <laughs> feel like everything's fine. Like, should I, should I go push against yeah. this resistance to build what could be great? And I think it goes yeah. back to- If in your gut right now, there's something that you're working hard toward that you care about and you know it's the right move for you, you have to keep going. If there's something in your gut that you are telling yourself you're worried about what Sally Sue 293 on Instagram care, like thinks about, you're some random girl from third grade, she doesn't care about what you're doing because she's worried what everybody else thinks about what she's doing. We're all just like afraid of everything. So it's like, 
reminding yourself that you're not going to get the clarity that you're looking for by sitting on your couch, waiting for it to come to you. You're going to get it by taking action and knowing that you have no idea where you could be a year from now, but I bet you it's a hell of a lot better than it will be if you don't do anything and you just sit and wait around. Hey girl, I hope you're loving today's episode and you just feel like you're in the room with us, right? Because entrepreneurship and just being a constantly evolving woman, it's tough sometimes. So we're just trying to keep it really real. And I wanted to tee you up that we are about to move into the section of today's episode where we're talking about podcasting and maybe you've got a podcast right now and you're like, Kesh, I want to grow this freaking podcast. If so, I've got a really cool opportunity for you. I'm hosting a totally free webinar where I'm going to teach you everything that I've learned from starting my podcast to growing at over 3 million downloads in less than two and a half years with no paid ads. This webinar is totally free. It's on Tuesday, May 25th. And if you're interested in joining, you can check the show notes for the link. You can always DM me on Instagram if you're like, ah, I'm cruising down the freeway and I can send you the link. Um, but it's KeishaFitzgerald.com slash webinar where I'm going to share a ton of information that I think could be really helpful for you to actually grow your podcast. And if you're like, oh, I'm really interested in podcasting, but I don't have a podcast. Don't worry. I got your back too. I actually have a course that's designed to take you from idea to actually launching your podcast in four weeks. It's called She Goes Podcasting. And what is so cool about this course is it's unlike any other course out there in that in between each week's content, which is released to a video portal, we do live Zoom calls because we take a limited amount of women in our course each month. It's run by myself and my fiance, Sina. So you get to get your questions answered in real time. You get to have this like hype squad of women that are going through the process of launching their podcast right alongside of you. So you get to cross promote each other and connect with each other and just make these friendships with other women that just get it. And as you know, that is so freaking important when you're launching something out into the world. So that being said, free webinar, check the show notes for the link. If you're interested in the podcasting course and wanting to launch, um, check the show notes for that too. Now, without further ado, we've got a lot more juicy content in today's episode. So let's dive back in. Wait, actually, quick question about podcasting here. Yeah. This is juicy because you're the pod girl. What, um, I just gave you that title, the pod girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the pod girl. I'm happy to embrace it. The pod girl. You could change your username, pod girl. Um, what do you think is the future of podcasting? Yeah. Because it's such an interesting medium. I think it hasn't even hit its peak yet. It's like radio. People kind of know about it. But when radio first came out, there was only the few who really knew what it was. And then everybody else was like, oh, what, what is that? I don't even know what that is yet. Yeah. And then two, what do you say to people who think that podcasting is way too saturated? So I think podcasting is such an intimate platform because literally some of you are listening to us like while you're in the shower right now. And if you are, throw your loofah in the air, girl, throw that loofah. Because honestly, it's, it's a, it's a platform that people can take anywhere. We're always on the go. We're in the car. Like it's just the best platform. Wait, I love this. I love when you say that. Okay. Should they pick up the loofah then? Yeah. If it's on the ground, now pick it up again and throw it up again. <laughs> okay. In all seriousness, I think it's, I mean, I just think it's an amazing platform. And what's interesting when people say it's saturated, that's so funny is there are 1.7 million podcasts, but of one, no, but listen to this of the 1.7, there's only been one of those 1 million have released an episode in the last 90 days. And of those less than half have released more than 10 episodes. So literally being consistent separates you straight out the gates, which is why podcasting, if you have something that you want to talk about and you can figure out who you want to talk to, 
holy crap, you're already ahead of the game, right? Yeah. Because then you're going to be consistent enough that you're going to want to show up for that person that you're excited to serve. And then you're differentiated from all of these other podcasts and compare that to blogs and YouTube channels. And the thing about podcasting is like every freaking every other week, the algorithm changes on Instagram. Like what's the algorithm? What's the algorithm? It's like you, you own your RSS feed, yeah, right? So I just think amen. it's really powerful that you have, um, a piece of content that people are going to listen to in such an intimate way. Yeah. I love, I mean, I think about like if I'm like on the stair step because we're training for this 29 out 29 thing and I'm like working my butt. I'm like, I'm listening to a podcast. I feel like they're on the journey with me and there's mm-hmm. nothing that gives you that type of intimate connection. So yeah. I think for anyone that's telling themselves it's too saturated, well, it's no one's ever done it by you, right? Like your voice hasn't been heard your story in the way that you can only deliver it. But on top of that, it's like, if you feel nervous to start a podcast because you're like, oh, I'm going to suck at this or, oh my gosh, my voice is shaky or I'm sweating in weird places. Welcome to the club. Yeah. That's how we all started. I don't, I remember my first sweating episode. Sweating in weird places. Ooh, you're sweaty in weird places. And then crotch I used sweat. to <laughs> crotch sweat for sure. Yeah. And then I was doing these like dramatic pauses in my first episode. If you like go back and listen to my first episode, I would do these dramatic pauses where I'd be like, and then. Cause I thought it would be like really suspenseful. I would like keep people on their toes. But what do you do? You look down at your phone and you're like, is my, are my headphones plugged in? Like, why can't I hear anything? Oh, so it sounds like dead air. That's hilarious. So truthfully, it, it's going to be so fun for you to look back on it too. But I just honestly think that podcasting is changing the landscape of everything. And it's just, I feel like it's just starting. I mean, what do you feel like? It's just starting. Yeah. I feel like it's just starting. I think we're in a little bubble that. I happen to be friends with podcasters yeah, and, yeah. and follow podcasters. So of course I think everybody in their grandma Sue is a podcaster. But then if I walked outside right now and asked my neighbors, they'd be like, what is a podcast? Some of they them. might they even know what the app know. is. They don't know. So many people ask right. me how to download the app to, and yeah, they don't know. And what I also love about podcasting it, and this is the only medium that does this is it respects the time of the consumer. Yep. So YouTube, you cannot multitask. You have to stare at the YouTube video. And I don't know about you guys, but after four minutes, I'm like, I'm out because I'm yeah. at the grocery store yep. or I'm in the car. Obviously, I shouldn't be watching YouTube in the car. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my laundry. I mean, that's super rare. That's like once every five years, you know, so it's, <laughs> but like, you know, it's, it's, it's me on a walk. I mean, yeah. I consume so many podcasts when I'm walking. So I love that it's a medium that respects the the time yeah. of the user, because guess what is our most important asset? It's our time. And yep. if you're respecting someone's time, that is so beautiful. And the fact that you guys could be in the car right now or in the shower or working out and listening to us and we're making your day maybe even a little bit better. Yeah. That's awesome. That's such a gift. So I just, that's why I love podcasting too. You can multitask. And it's also like, I always say this, like on my, like on the podcast, I always say that I want my show to feel like a come with me versus look at me kind of show. Mm. And I think there's a really powerful way with podcasting that it feels like it's two girlfriends chatting, like over coffee or whatever, whatever it is you're drinking, right? It's just like Mm. hanging out, chatting, and it just doesn't feel that intimate with other platforms. And then what's cool is if you do happen to have written content that you put out into the world, Instagram captions, or you are a blogger, obviously you can get your podcast transcribed, but even if you blog, people that hear your voice then read in your tone. Oh, so it yeah. feels like they really get to connect on a more deep level, right? Yeah. So like, I'm sure for anyone that is connected with either one of us on Instagram, if you read our captions, you know our voice. Yeah. So you just read it. We're like, if you capitalize certain words, like, you know, I mean it like, Ugh, I mean it like real serious, right? <laughs> Versus like, if it's lowercase. And I think it's just really, it's just a way to really build that connection. So I'm, I'm excited for podcasting to yeah. see what's going to happen in the yeah. future. Yeah. And I think it's reminding yourself that 
someone needs to hear a message delivered from you in a way that only you can do it because they're going to connect with the, with the style of it. So why are you robbing her or him, you know, of the opportunity to hear from someone that they're like, this girl gets me because she's quirky and weird like me. And she likes talking about poop or she makes weird noises like I do, or she's got crazy energy, or maybe she has a different energy than you. Cause I also love listening to podcasters that like, aren't like me at all. Like I love listening to like a lot of men on podcasts yeah. or like really analytical stuff on podcasts. I'm like, I'm not like that at all, but I can like take that in my head. And I'm like, that was interesting the way that you delivered that. And I'll process it in my own way. The other thing too, is don't like get to the end of our TBD amount of days here and always have this thing like, like, I wonder what would have happened if I started a podcast because, and like, think of how many doors mm. have opened for both of us in different ways. For me, it was like starting a podcast to want to build a personal brand outside of network marketing, wanting to make a transition. That was why I did it. Anyone that's in network yeah. marketing, I think it's so smart to do. Um, any, any brand really. But I think now it's given me this opportunity to cultivate community and then figure out what else I want to do to serve that community that came from the podcast. Right. So it's like, what opportunities could it give you to reach people in a different way? But also what doors could open for you and your career or things that you might be passionate about in the future that you can build an audience with it. It's like, I mean, how much has it changed your entire business and brand? I mean, everything. It's allowed me to connect on such a deeper level. Yeah. And audio and or video is the most powerful thing you can do if you want to connect and sell and anything you want to do in your business. So you must have some you must have a video and or audio platform to your to your business, especially in 2021. I mean, yeah. I think gone are the days where someone could just read a post and feel connected enough to somebody. There's now all of these beautiful outlets where you can connect on such a deeper level. And bonus, you don't have to look a certain way. What what other tips do you have on uh, pivoting? I want to close it out with pivoting. Yeah. I'm so curious how you suggest somebody makes a decision or, or knows if it's the right next step for them. Yeah. So first I think it's, you have to figure out one thing to start on the side because then it can be process of elimination, right? Because I think sometimes, and especially for people that are very multi-passionate like us, it's like, I want to do 800 million things. Okay. But do they all need to be done at the same time? Or are you literally approaching your life like the Cheesecake Factory menu, which has so many items on it? I'm like, you are not, I'm sorry, Cheesecake Factory, but you're not that good because yeah. there's too many items. Like yeah. you can't crush it. I want a menu that's got like five things on it. I know that all the things are going to be good yeah. because they can do that. And I think sometimes we just get overwhelmed and anxious of like, I have to do all of these things. And if I don't do them right now, then I'm never going to get to do them. But think about the timing of it for you. What's the first best thing that you can try that you feel mildly curious about, or to some degree, you're like really excited about what's the first thing that you can try and then detach from the outcome. Either you're going to love it. You're going to not like it, or you're going to love it, but it's not working. You're willing to put the time in, right? It's kind of those three options. It's not really anything else. And then from there, you can kind of layer like you're layering a cake. So for anyone that can hear, you know, all of the things that, you know, you're juggling or I'm juggling right now. It's like, well, it didn't start with all of those things. It started with doing one thing, getting consistent at that. So that was kind of like your minimum baseline. And then you can build on that, build the next layer, build the next layer. Where I think we get stuck is we get overwhelmed by options. So we want to just try everything and then we're half-assing everything. And then we don't get to see it through to reap the most benefit and fulfillment and make the most impact in one different silo versus what if you just go into this with the intention of, of, I'm sure you have 800 million ideas of things you want to do. Pick the one that you're most excited about. Try that first. Detach from the outcome because it might not be the thing that you're going to keep doing, but then at least you'll know. And there's so much value in process of elimination too. So, okay, that wasn't the right thing. Now let me move on to the next one that I'm next most excited and passionate about. 
And I think it's really just this like, try it out. Try it on for size. Does this fit? Does this feel right? Oh, it does. It doesn't. It can be that simple. And I think we overcomplicate it with this analysis paralysis sitting, waiting to make a decision. Yeah. And it's interesting, this this dopamine uh, concept, you talked about getting really excited about something and then you always say this, but will I be excited about it in three months? Yeah. And I know you don't have ADD, but this is interesting from a scientific level. Um, after my brain scan from Amen, he actually talks about this, how the prefrontal cortex, it literally needs dopamine in order to get things done. So this is why children with ADD, if it's boring, they literally cannot do it because it's boring. There's no dopamine in the system. Mm. So finding natural ways to feel dopamine, exercise, healthy food, nootropics, insert in all of the things. So jumping out of a plane, whatever. So uh, he actually asked me on my assessment, he's like, are you someone who wants to jump out of a plane? Like, I literally tried to get you to I do know. it with I was me. Like, no way, bro. Oh. I'm like, no. I will get I like you to do it. I like dopamine in work, but I don't want <laughs> dopamine anywhere else. So um, it's interesting. So whether you have it or not, I mean, I, I think a lot of people do. A lot of multi-passionate entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs do, and that's why I want to bring this up. Realize that you have to assess not only what's going to look sparkly and look cool mm. and give you dopamine for a few days, or you're doing it because you want to tell your sister who told you you couldn't do it. Um, or you want to prove something to somebody or your ego is telling you to do it, that's that's false dopamine. That's just an ego hit that's not going to last that long. You really have to make sure it's something that would excite you for somewhat of an extended period of time if it is going to be a business that you build for a few years. Mm-hmm. So for you, when you started network marketing, you were excited in the beginning and you kept that excitement for a few yeah, years, which is yeah. awesome. So you found something that was a sustainable excitement. So the, the goal is to find something that's sustainably exciting. It doesn't need to be like you're pooping out, you know, rainbow sprinkles every day, (laughs) but it's enough where you're like, I love this. I feel like this is really what I'm here to do, at least for right now. Yeah. And I know that can be difficult as somebody who's multi-passionate because there's probably six things you want to do. But like Keisha said, don't try to, don't try to half-ass six different things. It's just going to be a mess and you're just going to be so overwhelmed. And this is exactly why I put the the business that I was going to start on on pause because I was like, listen, it's not making enough space to finish the book, which is the kid that I really want to birth yep. <laughs> into the world and to finally finish that. So that's painful, guys. That sucks to have to put something on hold yeah. because you love it and you want to see it through. Of course you want to because you know you could, so you should, right? And yeah. it's really painful and it's sad. It's almost like you have to have this like moment of like mourning the loss of that idea and yeah. that dream. You have to let the dream die a little bit. But, or, then, and, but reframe but, that you're shelving it. But reframe right? that you're shelving it, of course, yeah. such a seven. And then reframe <laughs> that sometimes saying no to something is the most powerful thing you can do to say yes to something else. And mm-hmm. I just keep thinking of how beautiful that will be to finally get the book out into the world and, and know that that feeling was worth it to say no to something else. Yep. But we're not taught that. We're taught that no is always a bad thing, but sometimes no is a great thing, Yeah. right? Maybe you need to say no to... The, the seventh idea that you have right now is so you can focus on just one of them. Maybe yeah. you need to say no to your corporate job. Maybe yep. you need to say no to whatever that might be. I think no can be such a beautiful thing too. Yeah. It can be an expansive word because it's allowing you now the opportunity to go to go be focused. Yeah. And if you're struggling with that, you know, what you just said, and we talk about this often and my fiance Cena and I talk about this where it's like, do I want to be doing this? Can I picture myself doing this in three months, six months, a year, and still being excited about it? Because sometimes you intuitively know where you're like this, I could be excited about this right now, but is it worth the work to put in to start this now? Do I think, does my gut, does my intuition tell me that I'm going to still be excited in six months? 
I think so. Let's try it on. And all you have to be is a little bit more certain that you think you could be excited. And that tells you that it's the right thing. Right. And if you don't think that you will be, then maybe that puts it lower on your list of all of these things that you want to do. Like, how do you rank these things on your list? Well, like, what am I most excited about right now? But then if like things feel like you're like, well, but like, Keisha, Angie, like, I don't know which ones I'm most excited about. Okay. Well, which one do you think you would still be excited about in three months or six months. Yeah. If you have to do the unsexy stuff, because with everything comes problems. So also you're picking the shiny stuff, but you're also picking the problems, right? You're picking, you want to start a podcast. You're picking that you want to be consistent at podcasting, even when you don't feel like it, right? You want to have this brand. You're picking that you have to create content, even when, you know, your your in-laws are in town and your kid is like throwing Legos at your face. I don't know what it's like to be a mom, but I'm sure that happens, right? Like (laughs) you're picking that too. Mm -hmm. So like, what are the problems that you'd also really like to have with that? And if, you're going to pick those problems. I'd say that's aligned enough that you're going to be doing it in six months in a year. Dude, that's deep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I need to do an entire episode on that. What problems are you picking? Cause everything yeah. comes with problems. Yeah. Wow. And I love that because I mean, it, I feel like we're always kind of on a similar path, which is awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. you were about to start an agency, me, a new DTC product, these huge expansive, awesome ideas that we were like, Oh my gosh, yeah. so excited about. And then we kind of sat with it, which is a sign of maturity. I think it's yeah. actually really oh, beautiful. Yeah to sit with it and say, will I still be excited about this in six months? Because both of our ideas were going to cost a lot of money too. Yeah. So when money's involved like that, you do have to have a moment of like, okay, what is this actually going to look like? What will my day-to-day look like? Yes. When will the that. dopamine fade? Okay. Do I want these problems? Where's and that time going to come from? Yeah. Do I want to spend time the time to do this? I think that's huge. Yeah. That was it for me. I was like, I actually don't want the problems that come with it. Yep. And and that was yeah. a, such a helpful, and we talked through it, like you and I, about both of our ideas. Like we talked yeah. through it. We're at first, we tell each other, we're like, oh, we're so excited. And then it's like, okay, wait, let's actually think about what the day-to-day life is going to be like. Do we want to do those things? Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we won't eventually, because again, to anyone listening to this, you are not going to be the same person and hopefully next yeah. week than you are today, but definitely not in six months, definitely not in a year. So yeah. maybe that it will feel more aligned later. So what's most aligned now and go take action to build confidence, to get that clarity and start moving in the right direction. So you don't feel stuck. Cause like feeling stuck is the worst. Yeah. It's interesting too, because it was, it's such a gift to have a detour because yeah. that detour wasn't just a distraction. It was the nudge that you guys needed, the the extra confirmation that Cena should leave his job. Yep. So what a gift that was. Oh it my gosh. That yeah. thing. I call it the bridge. My yeah. mom jokes and, and says in relationships, it's like the guy that gets you out of the relationship with the guy you shouldn't be with, but he's not actually your, your, yeah, your yeah. future the husband. Bridge. He's just the bridge to get to him. But that's, that's what was needed to show you that you could be interested in someone else or that there could yes. be something else beyond the situation that you're in that maybe isn't serving you. So I do think there's always... A bridge. And for me, maybe it was a distraction to kind of give me that space, but then to really come home to, okay, I want to, I want to publish this book when it feels so freaking aligned and fun and awesome. I don't want to do it from a place of like, oh, I have to yep. like, no, no, nobody should write a book because you feel like you have to. That's it's definitely not a have to project. It's yeah. too much work, time and money and stress for it to be have to. So again, maybe all of these detours are gifts. Maybe yeah. they're a gift to get us to just wake up or stop. see something from a different perspective yep. or to stop or to just, I don't know. I mean, why else does God give us these ideas? Yeah. You know, it's like, I think it's just to constantly <laughs> stimulate us and get us to think of things in a different way and give you ideas. And I mean, every time you, you have an idea, you research and it's, it's, a, it's, it's your learning, right? It's yep. almost like life school. Yeah. <laughs> life it's, school. I mean, I think that is so powerful that 
we determine sometimes that it was a fail, a quote unquote fail that we didn't go through with that. But in reality, I'm like one of the biggest blessings of something that Cena and I almost created together of, you know, what Ange just mentioned of like podcast agency, kind of this network thing that we were going to do, which maybe we'll do in the future. Um, this idea that we had, it was the idea that sparked Cena to say, you know what? I don't want to be a full-time dentist anymore because I'm so much more passionate about this idea and what we could build together than doing full-time dentistry. And we're not even going to do that idea, but it got him out. And now we're doing something else that feels way more aligned, but that wouldn't have happened. Just like the resistance that you felt towards the book during a season. And then this interest in another project that would have been awesome. And you'll still maybe do in the future, but it's like, wait a second. Now that I went down this path long enough, I can say, The day-to-day life of this, I actually don't want. I wanted the day-to-day life of the other thing. I'm so glad that I went down this path to give me that clarity and more yes. certainty and and conviction in the path yeah. that I have now. And then you get to share the excitement of the process of it, which you wouldn't have had and yeah. it wouldn't have felt aligned and people wouldn't have gotten as good of a product from either one of us yep. if yep. we did it from an unaligned place. This episode is very squirrely and I love it because oh I think God, it's, it's so, so powerful good. for people to see this is what our brain, if you were sitting yeah. with us right now, we're in Angie's house, we're sitting in our guest room and we're sitting on the carpet <laughs> on the floor. This is what we would have been talking about. So I feel like it was yeah, cool. I mean, it is what we were just talking about on the yeah. walk, right? Identities and... Oh my gosh, pivoting and being multi-passionate and just buckle up. Like that's, I feel like to like close this thing out. Yeah. Just like, let's close Just buckle up. What does that mean? (laughs) But like, if you feel like, if you're driving right now, (laughs) no, I was going to give an analogy, (laughs) but then I I was like looking at you and then I started laughing and then I squirreled. Okay. Buckle up to like, you're, this is a roller coaster of fun. Like mm. life is fun and yeah. there's going to be downtimes. There's going to be uptimes. You're, you're just like buckle up for the whole damn ride. Yeah. Right. Like let's just like have some fun. Let's <laughs> cry sometimes and let's maybe put our pants and let's like feel like it just like sucks. But then like we get up there and we're like, yeah, we're going like you're committed. Yeah. You're buckled up. Like yeah. we're buckled up. Oh my God. I love this. Are you, are you feel buckled? I know. <laughs> You're just such a gift to this world. I, I needed this. I needed this, guys. Keisha's my cheerleader. I don't have any cheerleaders in my life. No, I seriously don't because I've always been that for other people. Yeah. But you're like one of the only other people I could call that I'm like, yo, dude, I need some energy. I'm like, let's go. I'm a 11. So I'm like, where's an 11? Because I'm a 10. I need an 11 right now to remind me of my greatness. You're great. You're great, Ange. I love you. So I'll and- just listen to Keisha sometimes. I'm like, yeah. I like, I don't know her. I'm like, yeah, girl. Okay. Okay. I got this. I got this. And then you call me. <laughs> I have access to her. Okay. I'm a texter. But yeah, I love it's, you. Um, it's crazy, guys. But you're doing great. No matter where you are right now, I know that you're exactly where you need to be. And yep. Don't be so hard on yourself, man. Yeah, that's the thing I'm learning. Fun. We're so hard on ourselves as entrepreneurs. Yeah. We're so hard. We're so as critical. Women, as just, yeah, more in money, general. more followers, more this. And it just never ends. And like, dude, you're doing such a great job. Yeah. I don't care if you've just put out one blog in the last year. You know what? Like, you're brave enough to start. You're brave enough to start. Like, just give God. yourself some grace. People, yeah. It's a very intense industry if you let it. And I think that entrepreneurship needs to be given some grace. Like, be kind to yourself because when you're kind to yourself, then you can get things done. And I think that's the message I needed too with the yeah. block I'm at. It's like, just be kind to myself and yep. realize like I'm capable, I'm talented. Don't overthink it and just go. And I think so often we're just we're really hard on ourselves, yep. which then causes the paralysis. And humaning so. is tough yeah. in general sometimes, yeah. right? So it's like, if you're just humaning today, like yeah. you got up and you're just trying to do yeah. the best that you can with the tools that you have in your toolbox and you're just, you're just doing the best clap for your damn self because like, gosh, it's tough sometimes, but yeah. 
We're crushing it. I yeah. love you. Kirsten, we high five okay. to close this up. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye, guys. Doodles, noodles. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.